In 2014, in Salt Lake City, Utah, I soaked my tired legs in a hotel hot tub. I just barely qualified for the Boston Marathon for the first time at a race called Big Cottonwood. I was very sore and very happy. Soon, another runner slowly eased himself into the hot water in obvious pain. I asked him how his race went. Awful, he said. Downhill races just aren't fast for everyone. At the time, I didn't understand how that was possible. Why couldn't everyone take advantage of gravity and post incredible times on net downhill races? Doesn't the hill do half the work for you? What I learned later is that downhill running and racing is a unique challenge that affects you differently than flat or rolling courses. And if you don't learn to train and race it right, all the gravity in the world won't help you get a faster finish. Welcome to The Planted Runner. I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and my mission is to help you improve your running, your mindset, and your life with science-backed training and plant-based nutrition. On today's show, I'm going to talk all about downhill running and racing. You'll learn how downhill running uniquely affects your body, how to run downhill properly to minimize the negative effects, and how to train better for a course with lots of decline. So if you have a downhill race coming up, or if you'd just like to learn how to capitalize on this great training tool without falling on your face, this is the episode for you. If you need more help running your best, you can order my book, The Planted Runner, Running Your Best with Plant-Based Nutrition, wherever you get books, or request a copy from your local library. Or you can enter to win a copy for free just by writing an Apple Podcasts review. I choose a new winner every month. Don't forget to stay tuned all the way to the end of the episode for another Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. The lure of downhill racing is pretty seductive. Courses promising fast times and scenic views are becoming more and more popular, especially for runners looking for the extra edge to finish in a personal record or to score a Boston qualifying time. But downhill running is actually much harder on your body than flat or even uphill running. And surprisingly, some runners end up being slower on courses with a lot of decline. When it comes to hills, the inclines seem to get all the attention. Running uphill is far more taxing on our glutes and on our cardiovascular system as we fight gravity to go forward. But downhill running is actually a lot harder on the legs than running on flat or even climbing. That's why learning proper downhill form and technique is essential for both efficiency and performance, as well as injury prevention. So why is running downhill so hard on your body? Running downhill can feel much easier because your breathing is not challenged nearly as much. When you use gravity to your advantage, you can essentially free fall forward without having to create the extra power to do it. But that free speed comes at a cost. Downhill running is far more taxing on your muscles and joints. This is because the action of downhill running is what's called an eccentric contraction. When you run uphill, your muscles constrict in a concentric movement. Why is this important? Well, let's get into a little exercise science. 
In a concentric contraction, the muscle tension rises to meet the resistance, then remains stable as the muscle shortens. During eccentric contraction, the muscle lengthens as the resistance becomes greater than the force the muscle is producing. During the eccentric phase of an exercise, you work with the force of gravity. A good example is lowering your arms back towards your sides in a biceps curl. These are also called negative movements and have been shown to help build muscle mass and increase strength. The way we build muscle is through muscle damage and repair, and the majority of that damage happens during eccentric training. While this is a good thing, the downside is that lots of eccentric work comes with increased delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS in comparison to concentric movements. It's also often where injuries happen. To get the muscle building effects of downhill running with as little soreness and injury risk as possible, you'll need to be smart about including downhill running in your training plan gradually. Not only that, you'll want to use great downhill form to use gravity as an advantage and not a recipe for injury. So how exactly do you run downhill? The first part of good downhill form is to lean forward. This is counterintuitive because your brain naturally wants to lean back to prevent you from tumbling off the mountain. The problem with leaning back is that it forces your feet out ahead of your body, which creates more impact force on your knees and slows you down. Remember, your brain doesn't care about running fast. It's overprotective and wants you to slow down on a hill. To override that, you need to lean forward the same way you would naturally lean forward on an uphill, with your shoulders in line with your knees and your nose being the first body part to cross a line. It just feels a little scarier on a descent, but with practice, you will get used to it. Your arms are also important in downhill running. On a smooth road, you might not need to change much about your arm swing, but you definitely will on a technical trail descent. Let them help you keep your balance by moving them as you need to to stay upright, even if that means they flail out to your sides at times. This means you will carry them a little looser and swing them in a more circular motion to help keep you moving forward. How you land is the next key factor to running downhill well. You want to be sure that you're landing as quietly as you can, as this can help absorb the damaging impact forces. With your good forward lean, it's more difficult to heel strike, which acts as a braking force. By braking, I mean both slowing you down and braking your body, so aim to land in the middle of your foot instead. On a smooth course, a longer stride can help you go faster, provided that it's not so long that you're landing on your heels. But on a tough trail or a very steep hill, a shorter, quicker stride is the way to go. And finally, the next critical component to good downhill running form is to relax and enjoy it. Running downhill can be exhilaratingly fun. It's natural to be a little nervous and afraid of falling, but the chance of falling when you're relaxed is much lower than when you are completely gripped and tense. Now that you know how to run downhill well, how much downhill running should you be doing? I'll go over that in just a minute. Before I get back to the conversation, I want to talk about a massive problem that I see with runners everywhere, and especially plant-based runners. 
You know that I'm the first to tell you that you can absolutely get everything you need from a plant-based diet as an endurance runner, but most runners are struggling. With our busy lives and time-consuming training schedules, making sure that you get enough to fuel your training and making sure that it's actually optimal for your health and performance is a real challenge. So that's why I tell all my athletes to make nutrition simpler and get Neurofi Plus by Prevenex. In less than a minute, you can mix their superior quality protein shake up with just water in a shaker bottle, and it actually tastes delicious. That is not the case with other plant-based powders I've tried. You can enjoy Neurofi right after a workout, knowing you are getting everything you need for muscle repair with none of the junk that you're gonna get in one of the lower quality powders. Another cool way to use it is to mix up a couple of scoops with water or warm plant-based milk right before bed. Studies have shown that taking 20 to 30 grams of protein right before bed is the optimal time for protein synthesis and muscle repair that we all need. Look, this is the only product that I'm working with, and that's for a very good reason. I believe in Prevenex quality, their mission, and I use Neurofi Plus myself. And I'm not the only one. Lindsay Hine of All Have Another, Jason Fitzgerald of Strength Running, Whitney Hines of The Mother Runners, Elite Athlete, Emily Enfeld, and so many others in the running world are passionate about Prevenex too. If you're ready to simplify your nutrition and optimize your fueling, you can try Neurofi for 15% off the regular price with my code PR15. That's PR15 at Prevenix.com. I want to tell you about a unique opportunity for you to get stronger, faster, and stay motivated to hit all your running and nutrition goals this year, and that is to join the PR team. I started it last fall, and I have to tell you, it's even better than I imagined. Each member of the team gets a custom training plan made by me for you based on your unique fitness, goals, and lifestyle. Everything you need to crush your running dreams is included, such as strength training, recovery, and even cross-training if you want it. I include weekly mental strength training as well as tips and nutrition guides. But here's where it gets really cool. The group has its own page in the app where we share workouts, ask training questions, and get feedback from me and the other teammates. And each week, I create an exclusive private podcast just for the team based on the questions I get and what I see in their training each week. And I usually end up sharing behind the scenes and exclusive sneak peeks with the team that I don't share anywhere else. So instead of joining a Facebook group or sitting through another Zoom call, you get to listen to tailored advice on the run and you don't have to do all of this alone. So if you are ready to take your running to the next level and join an amazing team of runners, head to theplantedrunner.com slash group and join us today. It's more affordable than you think and I can't wait to have you. My favorite way to get all my stinky running clothes clean is with Earth Breeze. Earth Breeze Eco Sheet look just like a dryer sheet, but it's ultra concentrated laundry detergent. It eliminates stains and odors while being kind to the planet and your skin. No more ugly, heavy plastic laundry jugs filled with messy blue goo, which we all know is mostly water. EarthBreeze comes in a lightweight cardboard envelope that hardly takes up any space in your laundry room. 
And they offer flexible subscriptions delivered right to your door for free. If you decide to go back to your old stuff for some reason, you'll get a full refund on your Earth Breeze purchase, no questions asked. My clothes are clean, they smell fresh, and I never have to feel guilty dragging home the big orange jug from the store again. Right now, you can receive 40% off Earth Breeze just by going to earthbreeze.com slash plantedrunner. That's earthbreeze.com slash plantedrunner to cut out single-use plastic in your laundry room and the landfill. That's 40% off your subscription at earthbreeze.com slash plantedrunner. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. If your goal is to build muscle strength in your legs, adding in downhills once or twice a month is a great way to do it. You can do a specific downhill repeat workout, or you can swap some of your uphill repeats for downhill repeats in your next hill workout instead of just using the downhill as recovery. Start with just a couple of repetitions at first, and next month you can add in a few more as you grow stronger. If your goal race has lots of downhill, you'll want to be very strategic about your downhill training. As always, the exact prescription will vary depending on your experience and unique fitness level, so this is definitely not a one-size-fits-all approach. In general, you should include a downhill training workout once about every 10 to 14 days. Now, if you live in a hilly area, this doesn't mean you should avoid hills for your daily runs if that's what you're used to. A specific hill workout is one that's all about form and technique, not about distance or pace. They place a lot of load and stress on your legs and overdoing it can lead to injury. So again, start gradually with a workout that is shorter than your normal workouts. If you're preparing for a long downhill race, your hill workouts will need to have progressively longer sections of decline. According to the organizers of the revel races like Big Cottonwood, the types of hill workouts that will benefit you the most are downhill repeats of distances ranging from a quarter mile up to a mile in length, although more advanced runners can practice sustained downhill intensity for longer distances. Whatever your experience level, your training should include enough downhill distance to allow you to practice your form, but without putting enormous strain on your legs. The next concept you'll want to consider is that you'll need to be prepared to run faster than you normally run on flat. Since the cardiovascular component is much easier on the downhill, this will happen naturally when using good form, but to really maximize your training, you'll need to teach your brain and your feet to pick up the pace. Depending on the elevation loss in your race, this could be anywhere from 15 to 30 seconds faster per mile than you would normally run. 
Yes, you will work on this when you run downhill specific workouts, but practicing this pace on flat on other speed days is incredibly important as well. So that means hit the track or a flat stretch of road and work on paces that are faster than your normal marathon pace. This could be your half marathon pace or close to it, but don't forget that successful marathon training consists of lots of different kinds of workouts and lots of easy running. What if you don't have access to hills? Can you still successfully train for a downhill race? Yes, but it's certainly a little trickier. The best way is to use a treadmill with a decline function. This will allow you to mimic downhills inside. If that's not an option, your town might have bridges or parking lots that you can train in. The trick is to get creative and do the best you can with what you've got. You'll also want to focus on eccentric training in the gym. All runners should be doing this anyway, but downhill racers will want to pay more attention to the negative phase of their lifts. This includes the lowering parts of deadlifts, squats, lunges, and glute bridges. Again, a little goes a long way and a lot leads to injury, so work hard, but smart, and recover well. Downhill racing is incredibly fun and fast. My race at Big Cottonwood was amazing, but I will tell you that once I got to the flatter section at the bottom of the mountain heading to the finish line, it felt like I was running through pudding. I've had a similar experience at Boston running the downhill too fast at the beginning, only to feel my quads turn to jello trying to run up Heartbreak Hill. I know in hindsight that better downhill training in my buildups could have prevented much of this, but it won't be completely avoidable no matter how well you train. The recovery from a steep downhill race will likely be more intense than a flatter race, so be prepared to take it easy for longer than normal. Walking downstairs will be an especially tough challenge in the days after your race, so don't say that I didn't warn you. If you are thinking of signing up for a downhill race, go for it. With smart training and great downhill form, you can conquer the descent like a pro and earn your fastest time yet. And don't forget to plan for a nice soak in a hot tub when you're done. And now it's time for the Mental Strength Minute. Fortify your mind in 60 seconds or less. Today's topic is wabi-sabi. This is a Japanese concept that means find peace in imperfection. As highly driven runners, we want everything to go perfectly. This is why you'll see runners jogging in circles in their driveways, trying to get the perfect round number on their GPS watches. But the reality is your running isn't perfect. Your training plan won't go perfectly. Your speed days will rarely be perfect and race day will be full of imperfections. It's natural to be upset when things don't go as you expect, but perfection is a myth. And many times it's the imperfections and the challenges that teach us how to grow and improve. Embrace the beauty and the lessons of imperfect running, and you just might get a little closer to what you really want. Thank you for listening to or watching The Planted Runner, part of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. Don't forget that you can win a copy of my book for leaving an Apple Podcast review, so be sure to write yours right after your run today. Reviews are the number one way to boost this show's reach, and it's a great way to tell me what you'd like to hear next, because I read every single one. Have a great run today.
There is no hood like parenthood. When you meet a fellow parent, you just kind of get each other on a whole nother level. Hi, I'm Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, aka their mom sense and dad sense. I've had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. Episodes release every Thursday. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube. Join my tribe at thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chanda Gupta. I'm thrilled to be on this journey with you.